Welcome to the podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a weekly service for anyone of any faith who is seeking hope. You can learn more and find more messages like this by visiting mygatewayfellowship.com or on iTunes. Now, here's today's message. Go to 23 verse 4 for me real quick, Anthony. As he's going to that, surely, I've heard it in the King James, surely goodness and mercy but I like that. Surely goodness and love shall follow me all the days of my life. Do you feel like you're being followed by love? Do you feel like you're being followed by goodness? Do you feel like you're being followed by mercy? Do you feel like giving it out to somebody? Do you feel depleted sometimes in such a way that you don't think you have enough to give out to somebody? Well, I'm here to tell you, you got enough. You are, for you are with me. The title and I didn't know what the title is, but I think what I'm going to call it is this. It's just going to be a question. What do you lack? Let's let that sink in for a moment before we pray. What do you lack? You just read Psalms 23. And if, if I, if, if I, uh, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb, I think you read it like you feel about it, correct? But if you didn't, then if we, you know, go home later on and go ahead and shout that thing. But for right now, if you believe that, then the question is, which is the topic for tonight, what do you lack? Let's bow our heads. Lord, we need you right now. We know you're here. Speak to us in your holy name. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you. All right, so for a moment, I'm just going to read to you my thoughts, and then we're going to get into the message. All right, I think I'm going to sit right here. Because I want to sit down so you, know, so you know how this works for me. I, did this, I actually wrote this this morning. It says, hello, Papa, what a beautiful Sabbath. And then I put, for thou art with me. I still fight with bouts of loneliness. I know and I believe Michelle, my wife, my beautiful wife, is with me and for me. Yet, I still fight loneliness. I have plenty of people I know or who know me. I can even say I have a few I can consider confidants, yet I still fight loneliness. I have a hunger for love that only you can satisfy. I spent too many years starving, starving for attention, to be heard, praised, touched, respected, and loved. Instead of going to you, I sought out family, friends, acquaintances, and even enemies. Not to mention things. I've used up whatever my hunger craved and still felt empty. For thou art with me. I've broken promises, vows, and hearts in order to mend my loneliness. Yet, I still fight and with bouts of it. There are many youth that struggle with loneliness today. They're more concerned with selfies, likes, posts, snapshots, tweets, fitting in, looking the part, trying whatever in order to get acknowledged, or saying what everybody else says in order to fight their bouts of loneliness. For thou art with me. The one who can handle everything is the one we avoid. 
the one who knows everything, is the one we keep everything from. The one who can supply all our needs is the one we choose not to draw anything from. Why are we so fearful of what you want to give us? Why do I still run from you? I believe I've wanted everybody to love me, accept me, and respect me, and I still do. I acknowledge my desire for others' approval over yours, or should I say it was above yours. It's as if I want back those years that I felt I lost because of not looking the part, fitting in, or having what I thought others offered. For thou art with me. The greatness within me I crave, yet fear, because I believed you caused this pain, hurt, and neglect, and a lack of love. Though not true, I felt that, I felt that way, and the residual is still there. If I'm truly honest, if it were not for you being with me, I would have died. It is you that has prepared a way before me in the presence of mine enemies. This, this, like, you've, this like you've ordained for me, this life, sorry, you've, you know my handwriting is a little interesting, so bear with me. <laughs> this life you've ordained for me to live has you written all over it. My growth on this journey is due to my focus on where you've, where you've been present as opposed to who or what has been absent. I thank you for breaking me open. I thank you for opening my eyes to see you more clearly. I thank you for these bouts of loneliness. Today, I have a better understanding that my full attention must be on you. No matter who comes or goes, it's all about keeping my eyes fixed on you. That's just a part of it. Can anybody relate to what I just read? You know, when I was, when I was thinking about this, and I actually cried a lot today because, you know, it, it brought me back to my dad. And it also brought me to a point of why is it that I believe that you are all more important than him? My father was probably the most consistent man when it came to being there for me. And when he died, I think a part of me believed that the Lord himself had maybe taken a break from my life. For years, all I've ever really wanted was to be loved. For years, all I've ever wanted was to be accepted. For years, all I've ever wanted was for somebody to notice me. For years, all I've wanted really was somebody to care for me. And unfortunately, and I don't know if you can relate to this or not, our lives sometimes become really caught up with a lot of pain and hurt. And there are pits that we fall into because we have lacked, we felt we have lacked what God has put and instilled in us. For you are with me. I know I can say, I raise my hand and tell you, hey, 
How many of you, raise your hand, how many of you believe that God is with you? Now, for real, how many of you believe that God is with you? So why is it at times do we go the path that we choose? Why is it that there are times where we feel that everyone is against us and that is what we spend most of our time on? What happened to us that broke us down so badly that we forgot that the Lord is our shepherd? What happened to us? And who broke us down or who broke you down so badly that you forgot that the Lord is your shepherd? My father's death does not stop the love that my father in heaven has for me. It doesn't stop the attention that he has showered on me. It doesn't stop the love that he gives me. But for some reason, and I'm going to speak for myself, for some reason, things and people can remove love from me if I'm not careful about keeping my eyes fixed on him. I mean, all I got to do is just turn just quickly. Let's, let's just say, you know, I'm speaking, I look out, and I think sometimes, you know, Pete, I know you can relate to this. You know, we may look out and catch somebody, maybe they have a stank. This is not the good stank. You have a stank face. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, depending on where we are and our focus on him, if we're not, that look can change our perception of ourselves. Just for a moment. We don't realize how important we are to this life. I think that's the problem. I think we come, we believe, sorta, and I'm gonna say it that way because quite honestly, no one's perfect, but at the same time, here's, here's the thing, because our Heavenly Father is perfect, there's a way for us to actually get across the barriers that hold us back. But for some odd reason, I don't know what it is, but we get caught up so much in the, in the frivolity or the frivolous things of life and in stuff that goes on around us that we forget that God is consistent through it all. Through it all. No matter who comes, no matter who goes in your life, he's consistent through it all. No matter what you face today or what you're gonna face tomorrow, he's consistent through it all. So a look, maybe, Maybe somebody is sitting there and they whisper in somebody's ear while somebody's talking up front. And that, because you're not focused on him, you think they're talking about you. And you know why? Because years ago, or maybe the other day, you walk past and somebody said something about you. Or years ago when you lost your self-esteem, you come to this point and that self-esteem that, that Satan knows, he knows Listen, he knows that everyone in here is made for a specific purpose, although he doesn't know what the purpose is. So his goal is for you to just look at something other than your purpose. It's really that simple. If I can keep you from being focused on him, I'm good. This is Satan talking. Doesn't matter how it has to be done. Marcus. Let's just say one day you had a rough day. He's up there playing drums, but can't get the tune right on the, on the top tom. Just can't get it right. Satan is like, well, if I can keep him frustrated because of what happened two days ago and bring it to church, then his praise is jammed. His, his worship is over. And he thought 
at that moment in time, it was about the high time, not being able to get that right pitch. We don't pay attention enough to our own lives to realize that we are important. We just don't pay attention enough. We don't pay attention enough to know that we matter. We don't pay attention enough to know that there is nothing that you lack. Nothing. Do you believe that this evening? I think for some it may be hard for you to believe because you've been beat up so much you don't think you bring anything to the table, but you do. It's not about what you do. It's about who you are. I don't think God is, I don't think God, when, when, you know, when Jesus comes back to get us, he's not going to call, well, past, well, past the I'm so glad you got your degree, and now you can come to heaven. That's not how it works. Dr. So-and-so, so glad you made it. That's not how it works. He calls us by name. A lot of us, there's some folk who may or may not have a job. At this particular time, I'm going to say it this way. God knows when you'll get it. Right now, he wants you to get him. There may be some of you right now who have lost someone or in the midst of a loss that may be pending. He's not worried about the loss because he knows that person or persons. He is worried about you. He's trying to get to you. And I know that life can be hard sometimes. And I know that we don't, have to, we don't understand it all, but that's okay. And if we can realize that that's okay, we're going to be fine. For you are with me. So what do you lack? Don't have enough money? Not a problem. Don't have enough resources? Not a problem. Feel like you don't have enough within you? That is a problem, because you do. When you call on his name, he answers. There's some specific things I think we have in our lives that we want, that we crave. And I believe that sometimes the pain and the hurt that we've gone through have shaped the thoughts that we think. And so we believe that our lives are supposed to go down a certain way. And I don't know, maybe there's a parent out there, or should I say a child who used to, either way, a parent or even a child who has been directed based on somebody else's dreams and not your own. I was talking to a young man yesterday. He has a passion. And when he talks about it, it oozes out of him. But his parents have a plan. What happened to us? We tend so much into everybody else's business and we forget <laughs> that we got a lot going on for ourselves. It's not bad, it's actually pretty good because all things work together for the good. The problem is, is that we focus so much on negative things that we honestly forget sometimes that God is with us. We just do. And I'll be honest, sometimes I don't want him with me. I'm going to be straight honest. Because sometimes I have focused on stuff that's so bad, what can he do? 
reason why I put the mic down like that, because it's just so sad, because he died for everything. He paid the price. So how in the world can I think he can't handle, God, you can't handle that. Are you serious? It is you who have thought that because it has not been handled the way you wanted it to be handled, he didn't handle it. Our mindset, man, I'm telling you. We gotta change our perspective on what we believe. Our beliefs and our convictions have cost us too much. And when I say beliefs, I mean the beliefs based on tradition and culture and based on hurt and pain and all this other stuff that we think about, but not the belief in God. We believe that God is there, but I think that there's a certain tier that God is in your life. And there's a certain area where he can't reach, but that's not true. What's that? Is that... Was that uh, lyric, there's no great, there's no something that he, his love can't reach? What was that part? There's no space that his love can't reach? And everybody was out here singing that thing up. You, I'm serious. There's no space. There, yes! Oh, until the song is over. Then you remember there's a space that he couldn't reach. You remember that. But because the band is sounding hot, the singers are singing well, and that lyric touches you, but your hope is in the singing of it, not realizing that as you sing it and you believe it, that is what gets you over. Whoever you are and whatever you do in your life, do it with the confidence of God and know that you're actually working for him. You're not working for whoever it is you work for. And if you're self-employed, you're still working for the master. If you're unemployed, live as if you are employed by him. It's not worried about your salary or your, you know, your HMO. It's, that's none of that stuff. You, for my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And quite honestly, if you really look at your life, what have you lacked? That you needed, not that you wanted, that you needed. <clears throat> On our anniversary, we bought some uh, Fisher's caramel popcorn. A hallelujah. The, the, um, it wasn't this big. <laughs> but it was pretty large. The canister was pretty large. And I'm, I'm sharing this story for a reason. I wanted popcorn. I had a plan. I wanted to bring it home. So the Sunday before we left, we had a little something, but then we brought it home. But here's the thing. I knew that one day I was going to get the Fisher's popcorn, and I knew I was going to enjoy it, and I knew I was coming home with it. And I was excited because I was getting Fisher's popcorn. God has been with you from the day you were born, even before you were born. How excited do you get about the day knowing that he's in it, period? Not because he's about to do something for you, just that he's in it. Ah, shucks, it's about to be Sunday. Yeah! 
because God is in it. No, not us. Football. And who's your team? You get excited about that. What else do you get excited about? But why is it that we, we, we love God and we put our hands up and say that, but for some odd reason, it seems like there's something between our soul and our Savior. Because we can't celebrate them all the time. And I mean all the time. You've heard that saying, God is good, and somebody's quick to say, all the time, and all the time God is good. But if you ask that person, how you doing? Man, I'm telling you, it's rough. I mean, what in the world? We got, we've gotten caught up in sayings, but we haven't gotten caught up in the Savior. And once we get caught up in him, you won't need any cliches, because you'll make up your own. You know why? This life is custom made for you. For you, God, are with me, which means that he's with you, James, for you. Not for me, for you. He died for you as he died for me. But he died for you for a different reason. And you will one day find out what that reason is. Like everybody else. When you look around, ain't nobody in here got it better than anybody else. because we all have God on our side. So text that says the sun shines on the just and the unjust. So we're all on an equal playing field, level playing field. But somewhere in our lives, we forgot that. So somewhere we lack something, but I'm here to tell you, you lack nothing. Amen? I'm so serious, you don't lack a thing. So this is the, the homework assignment. Look in the mirror, not to get dressed, but just to look in the mirror at yourself. And don't say anything right away, just look. And then ask the question, what do I lack? And wait. because the Holy Spirit will bring some things to your remembrance. There's a place of pain and hurt, maybe neglect, maybe abuse. Maybe just, you're just lonely. And you're around people all the time. Or you're married, or whatever the case may be. The bottom line is, is you lack nothing. Nothing. You know why that has set me free? Because I don't need to worry about anything. I used to worry about a lot of. I used to. I used to worry about the simplest thing. You know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go play ball. Uh, let's say I'm going to play ball tomorrow at three. I'm in bed. It's two o'clock, and I'm thinking about. Well, I'm gonna put on what shoes? I'm gonna probably wear the Kobe's this time. And then I'm like, well, is it going to rain? I need to plan for rain. And I'm trying to go play ball at 3 on Sunday. And I got all this stuff going on in my head. Well, what if, what if you hurt yourself before you get over there? So I'm walking gingerly, trying to make sure I don't mess up nothing. You know, and, I'm, and all this stuff is for 3 o'clock on Sunday. What do you hope for in your life? 
And I know that was a little small thing, but what do you really hope for in your life? Like, what's the longing, like, down deep? What do you long for? That's what God wants to answer. Because you don't lack anything. You really don't. I'm telling you. I pray, I honestly pray that you take this thing, this word today, and actually believe it, claim it for yourselves, because it is for you. We have spent way too much time thinking negative. We spent way too much time with negative behaviors. We spent way too much time in doom and gloom. It says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. King James, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me, which means that no matter where you go, you have a comforter. I prepare as a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I want to unpack that, but I'm going to do it quickly. That means that there's a purpose for your life, and as you walk through, there will be people who will not like it because they feel like you're getting blessed better than them. But if they only stopped and looked up, and all of a sudden, they would realize that there's a path for them too. Thou prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Which means, which says to me, that there's nothing you lack. If I went there and said it that way, then maybe you, it, you would really get it. But the, pro, the bottom line is, I want you to understand. For you, God, are with me. You have to understand that he is with you, Period. Period. Not comma, period. He is with you. There's no he is with you, but. Well, I know God is with me, however. Well, I know God is with me, but you know, no, there's none of that. He is with you. And if you stopped there, your life will change. I'm telling you, it will change. Surely goodness and mercy, surely goodness and love shall follow me. You know what? I don't want love to follow me. Just follow me. I want to walk with it. And I want to want it to lead me. Because if I let it lead me, and if I walk with it, and I have it, the rest of the stuff, I don't have enough room for the rest of the stuff. There's so much that God wants to do for you. And all he's waiting for you to do is to realize that he is with you. Because he is. His words, Lord, I need you. How many of you need him? More than you need anything else in your life. Live that way from now on. You have no excuse because you lack nothing. Amen. Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship. We'd love it if you came to visit sometime. We meet each Saturday afternoon at 5 at the Mrs. John Hopkins Memorial Chapel at Tacoma Academy in Tacoma Park, Maryland. You can learn more and get directions by visiting mygatewayfellowship.com.